right, fine. I'll be a gracious host. How you Little Mermaid is the scariest Disney movie by far, though. Why the hell is Ace Blade in your Kickstarter? <laughs> Some comics. We gonna, I'm getting controversial today. We're going to get controversial today with... with... My, my proudest moment is this interview. Being able to talk to you too. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, Taurus Comics, in collaboration with Fourth Wall Productions, respectfully brings to you the Four Tales podcast. I'm your host, Kyron Silva, respectively from Taurus Comics. Across the way is the respectful author of Ace Blade, Dan J. Quick, and together we are your two award-winning, respectful, blurred comic creators here to help you respectfully find your next favorite comic. We are respectfully live on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, and host of other programs. So if you are listening or watching us live, respectfully, thank you for your support. Don't forget to like, subscribe, share, and review this podcast respectfully. Damn it, you had to laugh. <laughs> All your positive reviews and interactions help us reach a bigger audience. Respectfully. Respectfully. Oh. Respectfully. Brother, Kyron, <laughs> how you been doing? I had that until I looked over and saw you like, about to burst, so. <laughs> bro. The hey, that dude is amazing though. Yeah. Like, I, I, if y'all don't know what Kyron is referencing, there's a a, a artist on TikTok who uh, who uses Photoshop and After Effects to to kind of animate still pictures and uh, respectfully, respectfully. Them. And uh, he did one for Wakanda Forever when um, when that poster dropped, and um, <laughs> he was he kept using respectfully, and it was it was hilarious. So. Uh, but yeah, shout out to him. He he recently did JID's album cover too. He was uh, commissioned to do JID's album cover for his okay. uh, for his latest project, The Forever Story. So, um, shout out to shout out to all artists all over the world, man. Thank you, um, thank you. I appreciate that. The world go round, and I wish I could be more like more like y'all. Um, I, I see you practicing though. I see you practice. I saw that Spider Man. Even though TikTok doesn't show me your videos, I I searched you out and I saw your Spider Man. It was good. It'd be like that, man. Brad, how you doing, man? Good morning. Um, so how you been doing, Kyron? What's been going on with you? I'm all right. I've I've been uh I've been a little frustrated with you though. Um, yeah, really? your disrespect. Uh, yeah. Disrespect. I, I, I was gonna bring this clip up, but I, I saw your your most recent podcast you did, and I saw how uh, you had a question presented to you: Who would win a battle between lumberjacks and saw the lightning wielder? mean and um your answer was very frustrating and why, uh, why i was i was being honest you said at this moment saw light wilder would take lumberjacks That's but true. in five years lumberjacks would take her easily hey and i i my my frustration is that's that's that is saying that saw would also not get better get stronger you're assuming that she can't grow, basically, and and that that that's that's not that's not well, cool. Man. No, 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 no. This is just based on my current knowledge. I know mm-hmm. where Lumberjacks is going in the next five. Like I've seen the plans mm-hmm. for Lumberjacks in in the next five years because you know the, the creator of Lumberjacks trusts me enough to to tell me things. You know, so because I know because I have intimate knowledge of where Lumberjacks' power set is going, I know that it's going to be amazing. 
Now, the creator of Saul the Lightning Wielder doesn't have that same trust. In me. Like, we don't have that same connection. They mm-hmm. they just, you know, he just doesn't, you know, trust me to have. I mean, I understand. I'm team spoiler alert. And sometimes you are. Um, but, you know, just from the knowledge that I have, I know that, hey, Lumberjack's going to be a problem in about five years. I, I can tell you that for sure. So, you know, in uh, Thor, Love and Thunder, we had the, the, the God Killer, the God Butcher. Yep. yep. Lumberjacks needs to bring him to take Saw out. I'm just letting you know. Okay. It, it, it still would be a, a, a fairly easy battle for Saw, but oh wow, Lumberjacks need to bring some help. That's all hey. I'm saying. Even in hey. five years. I would love to see it. I would love all to right. see it. I'm trying to put Lumberjacks up against all the powerhouses. Uh, they had the, the Freestyle freestyle comics kahoot last night and um lumberjacks and vigilance were were neck and neck at 40 percent for who would win that battle royale so i'm trying to put lumberjacks up against saw up against vigilance um because because uh ace blade don't want them problems me and ace blade is is more of a uh you the anti-batman y'all have that y'all y'all do that um let me handle the joker and the riddler and them uh i'm not dealing I'm not dealing with y'all out here shooting at, shooting the lightning at people. You got lightning? <laughs> I'm not messing with y'all. Okay. Uh, but yeah, man. But uh, you know, we're not here to talk about us. We're here to talk about amazing creators and uh, and folks that we love to have conversations with. And uh, you know, our, our guest this week is 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 kind of interesting because of what what ha- what's been happening in the last couple of weeks. But more interesting because he's the hardest working man in comics. He is. He's the host with the most. He world-renowned writer and creator. Um, he's a father figure. Yeah. We found that out. He's also willing to go to jail for these kids, uh, which is, yeah. you know. Yeah. Uh, all right. I'll, I'll stop messing around. Who we have on the on our show today is the one, the only, Victor Dandridge. And if I can bring him on. All right. <laughs> What's up, Victor? How you What's doing? What's going on, fellas? What's going on? You're right, though. I am willing to go to jail for my kids, man. Don't, don't, not the babies. Not the babies. I've told them for years wow. I've never been to jail, but I'm not scared to go back. And they're like, how can you go back? I'm like, that, that, that. Just don't worry about it. Just don't worry about true. that. Don't worry about it, sweetheart. Don't worry about that. Just, just, just don't, don't put us in that situation. Don't yeah, yeah. Just, just don't do that to us. Don't do that to us. That's all. Just, just you don't know. put me in that situation where yeah, I have yeah. to. And that's yeah, all I have to worry about. That's all about. I'm asking. That's all I'm asking. All right, yes, yes, yes. Big shout out to my daughter, Hera. She turned 13 yesterday. So, Happy birthday. Oh, happy yes, happy yes. birthday. Yeah, daddy's doing big push-ups. Okay, I've been oh. at the gym for that very reason. My daughter's 13. Okay. I'm just saying. <clears throat> Never been a 2A guy before, but I might be now. I'm just... <laughs> gotta, gotta do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, just letting it be known how it is in this world. But no, thank you guys for having me on. No, I'm super excited. And uh, I'm so glad that you talked about the controversy, because uh, I know we're going to talk about that. We have to talk about that. Man, I listen, listen, I'm still peeling the poo out of my shoes that I stepped in. I had no idea, no idea what I had stepped in on that one. Oh, my goodness. We'll, and we'll get to that. We'll get to that. First, of course, we got to int- let you introduce yourself for the people yes. who may not know. I, I, I can't. I wouldn't. I would be surprised Come if anybody on. in our audience doesn't know, know who you are already. There are people that don't. Know. Um, we've had huge. We've had some huge guests on this show, but to me, uh, you're one of the biggest. The, the probably the biggest guest that, that we've had on here, man. Facts. Um, you had Eric Larson on here. You cannot say that. Come on. I, I legit, legit. We had we had the Eric it's, Larson. It's, on here. it's Eric, and then you're like right underneath him. Just okay. I'll take Eric. that. I will take that. I will. <laughs> hey. hey. 
respectfully, respectfully. And then, respectfully. then it was Dan Fraga, and then <laughs> respectfully, respectfully, yeah, respectfully. But but give us, give our give our audience a little intro. Um, tell us who you are and what you what you create. Of course. So I'm Victor Dandridge, uh, known as the hardest working man in comics. I'm a phenomenological narratologist. Um, that's officially been a title for the last two years. Um, because what I do is I teach storytelling, the art of things like that through my You Create Comics line. I'm also a self-publishing creator uh, through my imprint, Vantage and House Productions, which I've been full-time self-publishing. In one month, it'll be 12 years full-time nice. doing uh, Vantage and House stuff. And that's the home of uh, such works like The Samaritan, The Trouble with Love, Origins Unknown, and the uh, very successful Kickstarter that we just did for Wonder Care Presents the Kindergartians uh, that funded last month. So... Yeah, super excited, super super. Excited. Samaritan, y'all, just, you just had a movie come out, right? Okay, stop that. Say that. Stop that. Stop that. <laughs> How oh, wasn't working goodness. with Sylvester Stallone? Listen, <laughs> listen, man. Let me tell y'all. If the, are if we going to see you in Expendables Part Five? What if I had a dollar for every person that asked me about that movie? I listen. I'd, I'd be able to afford so much. Me and Bezos would we'd be rolling together on that one, bro. Because man, everybody's mad, like, man. "That's you, right?" I got angry. I got legit I angry you, when I, I saw you, it. I know you. I was like, "Bruh, like, why would they?" And you know, you know, a lot of comics. You know, there's a hundred Titans. There's, you know, a hundred. Like, you know, okay, cool. But for the Samaritan, I was like, "No, the, no, they cannot be stealing my boys." Okay, he had the, the hoodie. Like, he had the hoodie on <laughs> in the promo. In the promo, he's got That's the hoodie. I, on. Pro- I promise you. I promise you that is that is not taken from me at all. There is a comic series. Written by Broggy Shrew, art sure. by uh, Mark Olivant, that came out in 2014. Granted, it was it was a year after our book, but it, it came out as a very different character, very different storyline, not based on my stuff at all, not at all. But I had, but I mean, it's, there's still a lot of similarities. So I got to ask, sure. are we going to sue? And I no. you see, I said we because I want part yeah, of yeah, it I too. Know, you put that in there. You put that in there. <laughs> no, you know what? And it's funny too because I had that question asked. Even my father was like. let's go to court with it. I'm like, no, I don't want to do that. And he's like, well, why not? And I said, one, here's how I look at this in terms of market structure. um, When a movie like this comes out, that's similar to a product that I have, it is a test market venture. That's how I look at it. So if it works, then I'm like, okay, then there's some things that we can kind of put pieces in place that we can, you know, move in that direction. If it doesn't work, I've kept my property protected. Like mine is not directly associated with the failure of whatever this might be. So I can actively use other people's moves to better gauge how I can move. Um, Right now, I think that it did successful enough that we can really kind of push forward and go, okay, well, let's look at how can we bring our series, The Samaritan, into this market? Because we know that there's some some, um, audience for it in this regard. So how do we do that? Um, The other thing for me is when you do stuff like that. When you take that legal action route, you are closing doors for yourself. And, and a lot of people don't realize it that way. They're like, well, no, I'm right. But you are actively closing doors. We had the same conversation when Luke Cage came out and the first three episodes of Luke Cage are almost verbatim the Samaritan, like almost mm-hmm. verbatim. And I had people ask me like, yo, you going to sue them? Am I going to sue Netflix and Disney? No, not even like that's mm-hmm. That's silly. That's frivolous on my part. If I do that one, I can never work for Netflix or with Netflix. I can never work with or for Disney. And that equates to Marvel. So if I want to ever do that, then I I close those doors. I don't want that. Um, Number two, I can still say and have for years, Luke Cage is a multi-million dollar commercial for the Samaritan. And I didn't have to pay for it. If you like the Samaritan or if you like Luke Cage, you'll love the Samaritan. Like I get to say that nobody Mm -hmm. can stop me. And then also as part of my, you know, realm of being at Comic-Cons and being a celebrity moderator, 
I've gotten to work with Mike Coulter, Luke Cage himself, uh, which I would never get to do if I sued them. I've got to work with Theo Rossi, who played Shades, who is a friend of mine now. Like, because we work together, um, he's a friend. We share work. Like, never would have gotten those opportunities if I had gone for the legal, oh, you took my stuff route, as opposed to, I'm going to just fall back and I'm going to see how I can use this. That's that's yeah. really my vibe. I like that. There was a guy on Facebook that was just throwing out cease and desist letters a couple of years ago for no, just for anything that popped up. And I was Ridiculous. like, you're burning bridges, dude. You're just burning a bunch of bridges. Like, yeah. just fighting yep. plane. Like, <laughs> you're a, like, wow. That's a, that's a lesson I learned I learned early, too, about um, about building bridges instead of burning them. Like, you never, you really never know who's who's watching you. Right. And you never know who is aware of your content and how connected the industry is, right? Yes. That, no, there's, there's bad parts about that, but there's really good parts about that, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I was I was involved in some <laughs> some some controversy early in my in my uh, creativity, like and I was and I thought I was just you know looking out for my homeboy. You know he he you know they they had some some issues with a with a creator, and I was like, mm-hmm. nah, if they would have read their contract, they would have did the right. You know they wouldn't have done what they did, such and such. And I'm speaking up, thinking I'm I got the back of my homeboy, and I had several people that were like really top tier people you know mm-hmm. reach out to me and say hey don't you know don't get involved with it. like don't put yourself yeah. out there people are yeah. people kind of see you as a as a decent person so don't go yeah. out here bashing people online because right. that that's harmful to that's more harmful to me as exactly. a creator and it, and it is helpful yep. to my homeboy at the time you know what i'm saying so yep um you got to be careful, man, and you got to you got to kind of really weigh your options when it comes to stuff like that. So uh, you were you were talking about your um, you know all your celebrity friends. I I, I feel you uh, you know drop that. I felt that drop there. Well, yeah, I just, I just that's gonna drop I'm a just, lot. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna you know humble brag. Humble brag. Drop. Humble brag. <laughs> um, you brought them up. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna ask you who is who yeah. is your favorite? Like who is your favorite uh, celebrity that you've met? Like give me your give me a top two oh, celebrities that, that you've met. Top two, top on the two. Concert. Yeah. Oh man, that's a that's a tough one. Um, wait, wait, I almost uh, got to get first. Yeah, but that's sort of a quick question there. Oh. No, no, no. This oh, is that's a different. Oh, this is different. Right. Oh, this is different. Okay. okay. All right. Yeah, um, I got to I got to give a first shout out to my very first guest that I ever worked with was Sebastian Stan. Um, that was, that was crazy because like I said, it was the very first time I'd ever done this. Um, shout out to wizard world. It was Tulsa 2016. We're coming off of, um, civil war. So big, big deal, you know, happening right there. And, um, they're like, Hey, would you, would you moderate a celeb? And I'm like, yeah, sure. Who you got? And they're like, Sebastian Stan. I'm like, you're marquee person. You want me to do that? As my first <laughs> the, the guy? You want me to okay. do that? Oh, okay. okay. Right. Like that, that's what, <laughs> all right, cool. That's what we doing. So. Um, I got to give him mad love for that because um, he he was great to work with. Um, I know Javon. I'm so sorry. I didn't. I didn't know. I didn't know. Um, no, he, he knew Javon. He with. just. I didn't. I did not know. I did not know. He knew. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> Come on. Um, but I ended up getting to a space with him where. Um, okay, this is this is a brag. They actually had me as a part of his contract, where if he was at a Wizard World show, I had to be his moderator. Like, and to, to earn that spot in just a couple of years with him, um, was just wonderful. Right. Come on, man. Come on. Don't say that. Stokes. Come on, bro. 
Come on. If I had known you was there, we would have been we would have been rolling. That's 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 on me. I didn't realize who all was there. That's that's my problem. That was my problem. He's the hardest working man in comics for a reason, Javon. It's hard to get in his hey, schedule. Javon, Javon, you got <laughs> so I'm I'm gonna give you the I'm gonna give you the inside details. You gotta contact his agent and mm. his con- agent mm. has to contact his manager. And then you can get in contact with Vin. Okay. That is the I'll worst. Give you the agent phone number. I don't have the manager's phone number, but I'll give you the agent's phone <laughs> It's um, terrible. But no, no, Just no. Just so you know, his agent is now Sebastian Stan. After no. all. <laughs> yeah, because no, my manager man. is my five year old. She's the yeah. manager. She's yeah, the one yeah, that's yeah. like, not that you ain't got that. No, no, no. We've got a play date too. <laughs> No, not three thirty. You got it. Yeah. Not three thirty. Not three thirty. You can't do that. <laughs> no. Um. But no, man. I I just love like the uh the whole journey, man, and 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 seeing you work the the, the shows, and we've had we've had debates on on multiple social outlets. Uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> about yes. the approach, you know. Um. You're one of the 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 biggest opposition versus my uh, uh com- conventions are a scam <laughs> conventions are a scam campaign. <laughs> I mean, I just I have it. I have a very different experience, you know, yes, and that's absolutely. that's what I always try to speak with is what my experience has been and how that can shape how other people's perspectives can be on that experience. That's what I always try to aim for. For sure, and I think I think both things are helpful. And I and you know I love talking about any anything, man. All conversation, I believe, of course, can be helpful. Absolutely. And um, you know, coming from the perspective of me, you know, of an indie creator who. You know, I'm I'm a super local guy. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like I do, I do, I do shows from from Carolina, Virginia, Atlanta. Like that's right. that, that's my that's my little wheelhouse <laughs> right there. You know, what I'm calling you out, bro. He calling you out hard. No, that's and that's not it. That's not it. I'm my whole perspective was that if you are just getting into the game, if you're any mm-hmm. creator and you don't have the content, it's going to be harder for you to make money at shows. And that's and but. To, to Victor's point, if if you can if you can figure out how to work with the shows, sure. you know that's the easier way to be able to make that money back. You can right. you can then develop a relationship with, you know, whether it's a small show or a big show. You can yep. if you can show them your value, then mm-hmm. it'll be easier for you to make that money back. And it, you know, it's not even always about making money. It's it's about um, the connections that you can make and right. and the opportunity that you can gain. Um, from from things like that. So, like like I said, man, the conversation is definitely worth having. It's always worth having. I think that's even in opposition, discussions are important um, because in every way, shape, or form. Again, as long as it's respectful, you can learn something even from somebody's opposite point of view. And I think that's the thing. Like with what you're talking about, Danny, I think one of the best rebuttals could be in terms of not focusing on making that relationship happen with um, a convention. But making relationships happen with other creators so then there is a less lesser expense overall because you've now networked with a series of creators that are like yo let's band together and let's do this 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 and this and it makes it easier for everybody you know there's less hotel expense not everybody's driving like it's all kinds of things where there's different ways for you to approach that one problem but if you don't identify the problem no one talks about it and then it just kind of becomes this looming you know, cloud over everybody and, and nobody advances except for a select few that have played the game a little differently and everybody else gets to sit there and go, well, how come they're moving up and I'm not? Mm-hmm. This is why, because they're not having a conversation. So I always appreciate when you when you throw something out there, especially when it's a good challenge because it's worth the conversation. <laughs> I'm all about the challenge. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's the Ace Blade way, baby. That's how you do it. That's right. You know, you underdogging. You're like, well, so I'm going to say this thing and see what happens. Let's do it. Let's let's go. I like it. I like it. (laughs) Terrible, terrible. I like it. Now, my understanding is that you're starting a Patreon. Is that correct? Yes, I did start one. I started one last month. Um, Okay. And all this knowledge that you have, is that something that we're going to get as part of this Patreon? Absolutely. Um, In fact, that's part of the reason why I wanted to do it. As a writer, a lot of people don't see Patreons work very well for writers. And I'm like, nah, there's got to be a way, right? There's got to be a way. And for me, it's a matter of keeping myself on a very strict regimen of output. You know, how do I, how do I, you know, respond for people, do things for people and, and um, keep, have people hold me accountable for what I'm trying to put out into the market. I think that's the, the two way street of being a writer um, on Patreon is like, I'm going to give you content. This content is to teach and educate you, but you're holding me accountable for what I'm teaching and educating. So yeah, I, I like that. Okay. Yeah. We, Javon has a question. Are you going to be at uh, Baltimore Comic-Con? So we'll see. I've never done Baltimore. Like all the shows I've ever done, I've never done Baltimore and I hear great things about it. So I might try to, you know, finagle showing up in some way, shape or form. I'm going to work on that. Definitely. Have you done Dallas? Like, uh, Dallas. No. Um, in oh. fact, I'm actually doing the Dallas Fan Fest um, in October. That'll be the first one that I'm at. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. What is your, um? do you, do you have the, uh, the Patreon handy? Damn, I hate that neither one of you guys got that joke, damn it. I didn't. I'm sorry. Because I was like, did you just do a Debbie Does Dallas right Yes. Like, I was trying not to speak on that because I'm not trying to seem like a heathen, you terrible person. Come you're on. terrible. Terrible. The I was, trying, I was like, every time, man. listen, it's, it's, it's not even 1030 yet. He dropping porn it, it's Kyron, like, already. It's 730 for me. On. I don't know what you're talking about. Man. No, but, yeah, but, but in Cali, y'all nasty. Y'all <laughs> I will not uh, deny that. <laughs> oh, that's funny. All right, go ahead, Danny. Sorry. Oh no, I was going to share the uh, the vantage. It is the vantage in house uh, Patreon. Uh, I got the link here. I'm going to share it. it it's yes, on Patreon. Patreon.com. Hwmic. That's that's there you the, go. That's when. Okay. Uh, uh, super easy. When trying what? You said trip. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I'll, I'll be honest. If if I was in this position, I wouldn't say I'm a professional comic creator. No, no, that's not what I would say. I would just say I'm a writer. Start with I'm a writer. There you go. You know, there you go. Yeah, that's always the that thing. Does, that does it. The specificity, the specificity of what I'm writing. That's for the conversation. If I say I'm a writer, <laughs> oh, what are you writing? Okay, now the game begins. Like that's that's. The second la- layer of the game, okay? Well, have you heard of that. Spider-Man? Have you heard right, of Spider-Man? You know what I'm saying? Have you heard of Spider-Man? You heard of Batman? I don't write those, but... <laughs> have, you, have you seen The Samaritan? Have you seen The Samaritan? Okay, well, you know, <laughs> something like that. So, like, <laughs> I'm not saying I'm the guy, but I'm the guy behind the guy, behind that guy. Terrible. I am a guy. <laughs> Terrible. All right. Wait, what? Okay, I just... I just opened up this, didn't I? Back to single day, I just say I'm already. I mean, it's your fault. It's your fault, Kyra. Hey, you uh, did. Right. You did. All right. Well, all right. So I wanted to ask, what are some things that people can look forward to on your um, Patreon? Okay. So some of the biggest things, first and foremost, are the scripts that I put up. So anything that I've published, I'm actively putting up the script for as a regular series post. Um, 
because I want to create an archive of showcasing what people can learn from me, right? So it'll be a showcase of the scripts. They can go through those, read those, see my process, my formatting, um, any of that style stuff that they might want to um, exhibit for themselves. But then they also will get some behind the scene features. So um, like right now, I'm actually doing a, we'll say, we'll call it a rewatch of my unconventional uh, video review series that's on YouTube. And I'm responding with kind of updates on how well the content upholds, um, all as a lead up to um, what will be the third season of Unconventional, what Patreon will get first. So looking at different ways to get into the comic book business and how to manage being in the business right now versus what I started off with in this conversation um, eight years ago. So it's really about like, let's just talk about process. Let's talk about what it means to be in this business, how to create things like that. Um, appreciate you, bro. Um, but that's 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 really what it's all about is how do, how do I showcase my process because by teaching others i fully get understanding that's that's what i'm about and you get paid <laughs> that too but see that's the, that's the funny thing though right so with this patreon um the thing that i i really want to and i literally just put this post up the thing that i'm using the patreon money for first is to fund other patreons i want to mm-hmm. use this thing to kind of go well who else is creating some stuff that i need to be watching and learning from so I'm once I hit, um, I want to say it's a hundred bucks on there, and we're at like thirty-five. I want to start taking a percentage of what's coming in and start funding other people's patreons because I want to support other people creating. Um, it's always a matter of keeping the cycle going. It's not just oh, what can I get? What can I get? How can I put this back into the marketplace? Get other people creating. Obviously, the other side of what I make on Patreon goes towards my new projects. So it's still going to be about funding other people's work. But at the same time, it doesn't necessarily have to be something that I directly benefit from. I just want to get some people, you know, give an opportunity. That's basically it. I love it. I love it. Um, I'm not a huge uh, Patreon. Like, I, I'm not on that platform a lot. But they're, your your page and um, I want to say Indie Comic Dispatchers are two that yeah, yeah. You know, I, I support. And I want to uh, to continue to see grow, man. Y'all, y'all always provide valuable um content and 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 i i love to learn um i'm still learning in this game and um you know i i, I wish you all the luck in that man so, thank you thank you and um, if you want to support us we do have a patreon for four tales podcast we just wait, don't post on do? that <laughs> i know we do? <laughs> we do but we don't support it we don't do nothing with it but you can go to our website fourtalespodcast.com and get our merch like this amazing mug yo oh, that's wait, definitely getting done Okay, that's I like terrible. No, 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 plug, baby, plug. Horrible at that. Right? Plug, come on. I, come I legit, on. I legit did not know we have a Patreon. Bro. We, we <laughs> do have a Patreon. We do have a Patreon. I don't put anything up on there. It was one of the things like I got to, I got to make sure I set things up before nobody takes it. There you go. I got you. I got you. Hey, there you I go. appreciate. I agree. That. Definitely, I agree. We'll get there. We'll get Thank there. you. Kyron um, embezzling the Patreon money under Danny. <laughs> uh, I'm embezzling zero out of zero. Yep. Hey, <laughs> hey, you gotta do what you gotta do. Hey, Kyron, I'm all for he's, it. He's I'm got the flag it. planted, hey, though. You gotta have that. Any money I'm that comes into it. our podcast, whether it be from listens, likes, or people buying our merch, Danny has definitely gotten his share of it. Definitely. It's not <laughs> a lot, but Danny's gotten his share. I definitely, right. I definitely got that four dollar check. I definitely got. Oh it. man! Um, but no, I, I wanted to ask you about something because I know we, don't, I know you don't got a lot of time, but um, I wanted to ask you about your new um office hours policy. Um, yes. I saw you did a post. A post recently about office hours and um, just you know what is the concept of that and 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 how is it going so far? 
So again, part of that idea of accountability was what I wanted, right? And being a person that's working from home uh, before COVID, right? You end up getting into this trap of I'm in a comfortable space all the time. Mm -hmm. And I can work when I want to. And because this is my passion, I do work a lot. But I kind of want to look at things and say, how can I get more work out by having a dedicated series of hours that are like, hey, I'm supposed to do this. I'm supposed to do this. I'm supposed to do this. And I was playing around with it for a little while and I was like, you know what, let's just, let's just go for it. Like school's about to be back in session. All of my kids are school aged. Um, either they're in school age or they graduate and they're working. So I can, I can have a, a time frame in the middle of the day that is just dedicated to getting workout and it's perfect. Um, because it, it, it keeps me on point, right? So from 10 to two Eastern standard time is my governing work hours. And I have it broken down where the first hour is um, what I call my B story work. Um, some things that I can kind of just kind of work at a little bit, nothing really major that I'm supposed to do. And then for an hour and a half after that, that is my project A. Like what's the thing I really wanna accomplish this week? And that's what I'm gonna work on for this hour and a half every day that week. And then in the, like the last half hour, it's just kind of what little things I can, you know, kind of clean up piddly, whatever, if I'm responding to emails, but it gives me like this very set rubric of getting things done. And in the last week and a half, um, and it's kind of funny because we actually had a teacher strike the first week of school. So it kind of threw off my plan, but still managed to, to maintain it. But the first week and a half has been phenomenal. I've got um, a process when it comes to my uh, social media. I don't know if you guys have ever played around with this, but like with Twitter, you can actually schedule your tweets, right? Yep. So you can schedule those. So on Sundays, I actually take the time to schedule like i make a plan this is what i'm going to talk about on twitter this week and i schedule these you know specific tweets this past week it was all about promoting the patreon so i did like a couple of videos and set those things up and so it just kind of keeps things happening and what's really amazing is like during my work hours while i'm working i might get responses to the tweets that i've set up and that still work for me right so i can take a social media break but it's because i'm responding to something um, that I already set up, instituted, and it's still part of work. So I'm not like losing time farting around on social media. I'm like, oh no, this is a this is a bona fide interruption. Okay, well, da 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 da, and I go right back into work because keeping that synergistic flow for me is like one of the best things. And I'm actively I'm creating more work because of it. One of the other things that I have to be honest about as to why I did this is because the time frame for my first uh, first look deal is coming up. So. Okay. Last year, I signed a first look deal for Vantage Announce Productions. Everything that I, I write going, and have published. I was going to bring that up. I was going to go <laughs> talk about that. Go ahead. Of course. <laughs> Everything I, I, I've written and, and published under Vantage Announce Productions is up for a first look deal, which means that it can be developed for movies, animation, TV series, video games, all kinds of stuff. I want to make sure that that deal is worth it. So I'm going to actively create as much content as I possibly can. In mm -hmm. some regards, that means taking some things that I had intended to do as comic books and writing them as prose first, just so that they're in the market. So that way I can go, okay, well, it's done. It's out here. And if you guys want this, let's start developing right now. Boom, 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 boom. Then I can take it and go, okay, we've got some, some eyes on it. Um, now I want to make this into a comic. Now I have more leverage to talk to an artist when I go, okay, look, I want you to adapt this series into a uh, comic book. Yes, it has this studio attached, or it has this development team attached to it let that govern how we're going to we're going to talk about financing like okay i'll give you a percentage of ownership but i'm only going to pay you this much because i'm giving you a percentage of ownership which will equate to you know x amount of dollars on the back end blah 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 these are the things that i now can do 
and leverage myself and my name, my brand to get more workout. And so that's what I'm actively trying to do is position myself so I can create more stuff so that more people can do as, as many things with it as they want to. Just to go back on your, your response as far as Twitter. Um, I don't know if you knew this also, but on Facebook meta, you can now schedule your posts for Facebook and Instagram there too. That's awesome. That's awesome. I need that. Yeah. All right. We got a couple questions here real quick and then we're going to go to quick takes. Uh, So was this first one? Brad says, did you recently sit down with (laughs) 8 billion genies creator? I have really enjoyed that series. It is a phenomenal series. I sat down with uh, Ryan, the artist um, at C2E2. We did a, it was supposed to be a showcase on uh, Chicago creators and he was the only one that showed up. So it just was on him. And uh, it was amazing too, because it was right after uh, the announced um, uh, acquisition deal by Amazon. And so there's a lot of people that were like, well, I haven't heard of 8 Billion Genies. And so he sold a bunch of books, like as we were talking about nice. it after the after that panel. So it was, it was great. Big shout out to Ryan. He's a phenomenal artist and a great dude. Big love to him. All right, I love so it. question the here. Of 8 Billion Genies is, is great. Too. It's a phenomenal story. Never been in Japan, but it's on my bucket list. Okay. Definitely. You All haven't right. been to Japan, man? Come on. Not now. been to Japan. Not just, well, I've always been to Canada. To travel like you, Danny. What the hell? <laughs> I know, right? Canada's the only place that I've been to outside of the, the continental United States. No, I had to. I had to hook up. My wife was working for American Airlines for a while, so we had to. We hey, definitely hey, had to hook up on you flights. You gotta use that, bro. You gotta use that. <laughs> we definitely Listen, had to hook up on flights. I, but. That's my. That's my next move is to befriend somebody that works for an airline. So I'd be like, "Hey, listen, I'm trying to go hey. to this show. What's good? What's good?" <laughs> All right. I last question: get... How can we challenge you to a video game? Oh, name oh, a video, like any video game. You. He Wait, said you like, name the game. Name a video game. Mm. All right, so then I would say I want Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo, Turbo? on okay. the Super NES. Yes. Right. I put in work on that game, okay? Like, that I, that was my game. That was my game. I, can, right. I feel like I could pick that back up today. Of course you can. Like the muscle memory, baby. Yeah. The muscle yeah. memory is there, like yeah. a million percent. Cool. All right. Um, well, this is our time. Where, or, wait, do you have a question now? No, no, no. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. So this is our time. We're going to do quick takes, which is a rapid fire questionnaire with uh, Danny. Um, this week's episode of Quick Takes is going to be brought to you by Madison with one Y, but it's not where you think it is. And Agents of Geekdom, this weekend is the launch of Agents of Geekdom, and we are launching it with a bang for FSK Con Day. I can't remember what it is, damn it. FSCon. FSCon. So go check it out after our our show is over. They have a bunch of programming. But let's go ahead and start Quick Takes. And now a word from our sponsor. And now back to the show. There we go. All right. So uh, if you've never seen Quick Takes before, uh, like Kyron said, this is a rapid fire Q&A question. I did a deep. I didn't even have to do a deep dive into your social media, to be honest with you. I feel like I know enough about you to ask you some interesting questions. Let's go. <laughs> but um, uh, you'll have 45 seconds. Off okay. the top of your head to answer these five questions. And um, I'm kind of interested in hearing your answers here. All right. Okay. So uh, this is my new standard question that I ask all creators. And um, in 45 seconds, I want you to tell us what are the best and worst parts of creating? Oh, my God. What a crazy question. Best parts are getting to put your voice out there. Other people's perspectives, opinions, um, their understandings of things. Um, the hardest part is being confident at all times that what you've put out there has value. Um, mm-hmm. Even now, I still struggle with that. Like I, I will have 
with all the things that I do, I still have times where I'm like, does anybody care? Why am I doing this? Is, is it, does it matter? Um, and I'll still, I'll have people that can actively say like, no, Victor, I do this because of you and da, da, da. And I still have that little thing every once in a while that goes, hmm, you're not that sweet. You kind of, you <laughs> the hardest, you look off, bro. Like it's, that's the hardest part. Nah, man, I'm telling you, he, uh, I'm telling you, there's, there are, there are, there's a rapper that I follow. There's two rappers that I follow. Um, Fonte Coleman from North Carolina is one of my mm-hmm. favorite rappers. And he he talks about that a lot in his music where he doesn't know, you know, if his impact is what he believes it should be. But mm-hmm. like I tell you, I listen to, you know, his music and I and I get inspiration from it so much. Nice. And you really never know how much you're just just you being you on a day to day basis basis um, um, inspires inspires other people. Yes, I like purple a lot, a lot. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'll take that every day. All right. Um, so question number two. Number two. I want you to tell us why you hate Little Shop of Horrors. Whoa, 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 whoa. I love Little Shop of Horrors. What do you mean? Yeah, no, no, no. That's like literally my favorite. Oh, I was about to say, like, yo, that's my favorite musical. Uh, I'm like, hold on. Who are you talking to? They got it wrong. Listen, not only do I love Little Shop, uh, I love all like all the different variations, the, the actual movie, the alternate ending of the movie, the mm-hmm. play. Um, I got to give a big shout out to my buddy, Brian Peters. Um, we were we were out of high school and he was like, yo, um, I want you to come to my brother's play. And I was like, yeah, cool. Of course. Like now, mind you, I'm black. He's white. He kind of grew up in a more rural area of the city. And he was like, have you ever heard of Little Shop of Horrors? And I look at him like, that's racist, bro. And he's like, what do you mean that's racist? I was like, why would you ask me if I've ever heard of it? Like, it's Little Shop. Like, are you serious? Get out of here. It was so funny. Yeah. So funny. To see the articles in it, man. Come on now. Right. Pam, too. Like, come on. Bro, come on. I love, I, me and you, uh, we shared that, man. Uh, Little Shop of Horrors is, is probably my all-time favorite musical. And uh, I, I made, I recently made, I uh, had my kids sit down and watch, and thankfully they appreciated it too. Listen, um, if they didn't, they, they can't be your kids anymore. Those yeah, are my was, rules. Those that's my that's rules. my that was my decision. I was either gonna kick them out or they were gonna, you know, I was gonna Billy put them percent. in the wheel. Um, <laughs> question number Sad. three. Right. Um, me and my me and my anime nerds, we uh we we always debate debate this, um, because I was the first one to say that Naruto is a better anime than hmm. than Dragon Ball Z. Okay, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, we all grew up on Dragon Ball Z and we loved it so much. But mm-hmm. um, the plant is a demon. No, it's not. Stop it. Um, <laughs> don't talk about Audrey too like that. Um, so I want to know, um, Goku or Naruto, which is the better anime lead? Uh, oh, Naruto is definitely the better anime lead because Goku's not even the best character on his show. Um, I'm Team Gohan. I will, I will say that all day, every day. I'm Team Gohan, have been from the beginning. So the idea that the main character is not necessarily the best dude um, is always stuck with me. Naruto has not always been the best guy, but he's always, like, tried to be, and he's he's reached that level. Like, look, I'm going to be Hokage. Like, I'm going to tell you that right now. He's been saying that since he was a dumb little kid. And then when he actually gets there, it's a beautiful thing. So Naruto yeah. gets that, that hand for me, but... I do have to acknowledge and admit that Naruto builds on what Dragon Ball Z built. So you can see a lot of the missteps that Dragon Ball had, and Naruto dodges those artfully and respectfully. If, if Dragon Ball had its own run, it would be top, top-notch. Facts. Um, as a follow- uh, this might be the first Quick Takes where you use 45 seconds for every question. I got the time, man. I got the time. I'm going to use it. I'm going to use it. I love it, though. As a follow-up question, how do you feel about uh, My Hero Academia so far? So I don't like my hero. 
My Hero is a show that I've never got. Like, I've tried to watch it. I don't. <laughs> That's all. Yeah, we, all, all right. we don't need that. I can do the rest of the quick takes if you want. <laughs> we don't need no more. We don't need no more from, from the hardest working man in comics. Uh, it's unnecessary. Uh, we don't even need to have him on the rest of the show. We're okay. Anyway. <laughs> We're into that. I'm being, I'm being honest. I, look, Mike is trying to get me on my hero. My daughter is trying to get me on my hero. There's just something about it I just don't, I just don't love. So I'm like, it, this one just isn't for me. I, you would think I could, but it's not for have me. Have you seen, have you seen the movies? Have you seen either any other movies? Yeah, like I'll the take second. my daughter to go see them, and still, will, it'll go over my head, and I'm still like, I'm the here second, for you. Though. If the second movie didn't do it for you, then hey man, it might just not be for you. That's that's, that's, that's my place. That's and yeah. I hold that. I'm like, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm saying yeah. it just it just didn't click for me. Cause I I had never seen it before. My my children had tried to get me into it, and I you know, and they were like, oh the the movie the second movie is coming out. Can you take us? I took them. I'm in the theater dying, like <laughs> literally, I'm dying in the theater. <laughs> and I'm like, yo, these kids, like whoever yeah. made this, put in the work. Mm-hmm. They put in the work. Um, but all right. So uh, my last question, and if, mm-hmm. if you uh, watch the show, you know, I always have our panelists do a top five. Off the top of their heads. Wait, 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 wait. You have question four, dude. Oh no, no. I'm sorry. Yeah, question four. I so I I skipped right over. He's, question listen, four. once you kicked me out, he was like, yeah. "Now nah, we're done." We're done. Like we're done. I really don't even need to do the rest. It's cool. Okay, okay, okay. So question number four. So yeah, um, you are known as the hardest working man in comics. I want you mm-hmm. to tell us about that hardest working legacy. Do you really do you believe that um hard work is more than talent? There's a there's a a saying that. Um, hard work beats talent when talent refuses to work hard or something yes. like that. Um, do you believe that? And what is your view on your legacy as a hardest working man in comics? Wow. Okay. So I definitely believe that because a lot of times people that are talented don't necessarily know that they're talented. They All they know is that they can work hard and they can get stuff done. And they don't necessarily associate that with a particular skill. I've been that way for years. I've had a lot of people tell me I've got the thing and I don't know what that is. I don't know what that means. So I try not to even focus on what that might mean for somebody else to do my thing. In terms of my legacy, um, I'm the guy that always says yes, right? Like if there's something that can be done, something that can be tried, I'm going to try it. And I want that to be the, the legacy of the hardest working man in comics because that's what that's all about is to, to say, yes, you can. You can figure this out. All you got to do is put in the work and you can figure it out. You can make a way. You can open up doors. You can change lanes. Just do that. That's what it's all about. So, yeah, that would be what my legacy is. I love it, man. I love it. It's it's almost like you do this for a living. Right? It's almost like, it's almost a like little bit, you, just a little bit, just a little bit. It's like you've done this before, bit. right? <laughs> terrible, terrible. That's a fresh question, though. No one's ever asked me that. No one really? ever asked right. me. Hey, I tried to I tried to bring something it was, new. It was I solid. It was solid. All right. Um, all right. So number five, number five. So as you know, um, I do another show called Top Five Live with Javon mm-hmm. and Morgan. Um, so I always have our our hosts do a top five off the top of our head. So I want to know. Um, with all the people that you've ever um, paneled with, that you've all mm-hmm. always had discussions with, I want to know who is in your dream uh, top five panelists. So people you've never done before, who okay. do you hope to work with someday? Um, number one, Robert Kirkman. Never, never done anything with Robert Kirkman. Um, I've never ran a panel with Mark Miller. Um, he's my my friend and mentor, so I would definitely love to do that. Ooh, um, yeah. I would love to get Kevin Feige on the chopping block and, and talk to things about him. Ooh, um, ooh I've, I've done Joe Casada, so I can't say that anymore. Um, I would say 
Kevin Smith, actually. I've never actually worked directly with Kevin Smith. I've worked with a lot of adjacent people, but not him directly. Um, okay. And then Shonda Rhimes is, oh, like, a huge one for me. Um, she actually, like, she has a, a familiar connection to The Ohio State University, and that's right here in town. So, like, I feel like I could do it, but I've never done it. But Shonda Rhimes would be, yeah. yeah. I love it. I love it. Now it's out there in the atmosphere, man. It's out there in the universe now. We're going to make it happen. We're definitely going to make it, it happen. Let's do it. Man, yeah. um, so is there was, any way uh, you can talk to uh, Miller to be on our show? Because yeah, I had uh, reached out to him last year yeah. through Twitter, and this I think this was before somebody took over his Twitter account. Okay, he was personally like doing it himself, and he's like, "Yeah, yeah, I'll be on the show." And then someone took over his Twitter account, and, and they won't respond. Yeah, so <laughs> send me your email. I'll email him, and I'll I'll put that on there for you. You know, I was actually half joking, but yet. Oh. I mean, I wasn't joking about... No, no, wait, okay, wait, 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 time out, time out, time out. I wasn't joking about the interaction. The interactions actually did happen that way, but I didn't think you'd be like, yeah, send me your email. I didn't... Yeah. Again, again, again. Fan Expo, you know, like, oh, Have you met our guest before? Again. No, I was really asking. I'm no, no, I'm again, have you I, met our guest before? I mean, I, if you can really do it... Hey, no, okay, quick, we have our 50th episode coming up soon. If you can really about, do it, then we'll, we'll do it. A quick story about Victor Dan. Man, a quick story, and I'm gonna put you. I'm gonna put you out right here, bro, because I'm Come still on, astonished. Man. I'm still astonished. My my daughter, my lovely daughter Kendra. I took her, uh, you know, to the show, to uh, to uh, to Galaxy Con in Raleigh. Like I said, Victor got tickets for us, and when I couldn't, I literally couldn't get tickets in my own state. You know, I live in North Carolina. I couldn't get tickets to get in the show. Vic got us tickets, and then proceeded to have a panel for DS9. <laughs> He had a panel with two of the actors from Star Trek DS9, okay? An hour, this dude masterfully interviewed these, these, these two actors with amazing detailed questions, intricate fan knowledge, that stuff that I'd never even heard of. And I'm a fan of DS9. I love DS9. It's my favorite Star Trek series. Um, I, talked to, I talked to Vic after the panel. I was like, yo, man, how do you, like, how do you, like, how much studying do you do to prepare for these, like to prepare to pre- prepare for these shows, he was like, oh, I've never even seen the show. Like, I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know what DS9 stands for. I don't even, I couldn't tell you. And I'm like, how? What? Wait, wait, like, wait, wait I, okay. I, I'm still my okay, mind. Wait, 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 wait. Have you really Yo, not seen DS9 at all? No, I have, I've never, I've never seen DS9. Now, I was, a, I was a next generation guy, right? Okay. That was that was my thing. I was next generation because I'm 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 Star Trek over Star Wars. Facts, yes, Moana. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Because that's that's the thing is okay. So let me let me see what I can learn about a character, about a show, and then based on what I've learned, what can I ask you that would interest me to watch the show? Okay. And these are kind of the things that I do. Like I'll see things where people talk about, like, oh well, you know, um, this character, you know. Uh, Oh god, I can't even think of his name right now. The actor's name, but he he had wanted to play his character um, Garrick as uh, a coded for a homosexual. And mm-hmm. at first, like they were kind of doing it, and then they kind of backed off of it. And so I'm like, well, how do you how do you feel about that? And he's like, dude, I wanted that so bad. And I guess like no one had ever asked him about it, but it was something that I had read, you know, in my research about you know his character and the portrayal, right. and that's what he wanted to do. And I was like, yo, that's dope. And when he's asking the question. And during the panel, he's asking the question. I'm like, I never like because he the, the actor is is describing the scene of just him placing his hand on the shoulder yeah. of another character. And I'm like, yo, I never even realized that's what they were doing 
yeah. in the show, but it makes perfect sense. Okay. And Victor is just like, oh man, when you did, when you, oh, I can't believe the detail. That's my, that's my like, job. That's that is my so, job. So Victor right? and I do the same thing then, because that's almost everything I do every week for the show. So, <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'm not gonna lie. Half, listen, probably seventy five percent of the guests we've had, I've never read any of your books until afterwards. So terrible. Yeah. It's terrible. No, but listen, listen. Sometimes the thing is, is can I do the job well enough? Yeah. Um, that because okay, so when it comes to me at Comic Cons, a lot of times I'll have so many different guests that I'm supposed to interview, I can't. Like, I physically mm -hmm. cannot watch, have watched everything. Yep. Like, it's not possible. Um, GalaxyCon was a prime example of that one. I had uh, the, the crew from DS9. I had um, uh, Carrie, who... Well, yeah, I, well, I definitely I had Ariel. Like, I, I've definitely watched that a, a ton. But, uh, no, oh, no, yeah. not Ariel. She was Jasmine, Princess Jasmine. Oh, Jasmine. Um, oh, yeah, Jasmine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, but I'm I had sorry, a... I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Prince... Princess, 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 Jasmine. Princess Jasmine. Princess Jasmine. Yeah. yeah. Princess, Princess Jasmine. Listen, and I told her straight up. I was like, "Look, look, you were, you were my, you were my, you were my third girlfriend. Okay, mm -hmm. you're my third girlfriend. Mm -hmm. I broke. I bro See, so here's the order. Here's the order. First, I was dating Jim, right? And I broke up with Jim for Shira, right? And I dissed Shira for Princess Jasmine. I'm just saying, like, this is, this is. So listen, it's like, it's good to see you again. I've missed you. You know what I'm saying? I, I tell um, I've missed you so much. <laughs> No, Carrie, Carrie Jones. Um, yeah, he's he's on uh, Book of Boba Fett. Never yeah. seen Book of Boba Fett. Never seen it. But we could have a great. So again, <laughs> will, you, will you stop kicking the guest? We're almost at the end of the show. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Kicking the <laughs> I'm just saying, like, yeah, I've, I've never seen it, but oh, we can still have a great conversation, which is what the goal is. Like, that's that's yeah. always my thing. Yeah. Yes, I have worked with Lisa Turtle. I have worked with Lisa Turtle. Yeah. All right. All right. We're done. We're done. Yeah, we're done. Let's get out of here. But we did have one more. Man, and we did not have time to get to the controversial stuff that. We can run it real quick. We can run it. See, that's how Big does, man. He gets engaged in conversation and then not let us talk about the controversy that he was in last week. Let's do it. Okay, wait. Okay, okay. All right. So, just. Vic and I had a conversation about this. Yeah, yeah. It was a, a big controversy that we saw on, on social media. And I, I want to bring it up. Why is it that turtles hate black people? Man, um, <laughs> let me tell you. Because, okay. Oh, you didn't see about this? Bro. Bro. The TikTok with the, with the uh, turtles. Listen, 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 yeah, listen. We had this whole conversation about how, if you think about it, turtles don't like black folks, right? We had yeah. this understanding. Like, okay, so the first turtle to wear black was considered a bad guy. What is? What are you saying? What are you saying? Right? All these other colors, you think they'd be a little bit more embracing, a little bit more accepting. Turtle puts on a black headband. You a bad guy. You mm -hmm. a bad guy. What does the Foot Clan wear? Purple, yes, but then black, black, and that's what makes them bad. See, that's what makes them bad. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Splinter was a racist, bro. Splinter was a racist. Shredder was really the good guy in all this. He was just—he was being racially profiled. The whole time, yeah, the whole time. I'm not even. I'm not even messing saying. with y'all on that. I'm just saying, like, oh, you telling me, you tell me, a rat from New York only knows white artists from Europe. Like, that's it. Yeah, like yeah, that's all he. Exactly. That's all. Thank that's you. all he's got. No Basquiat, dude. He couldn't name a Basquiat. Not a Basquiat turtle. He couldn't, he couldn't get a Basquiat in there. Not Come a Basquiat on, turtle. What? Terrible. He even he even brought right. Venus on there. I mean, man, the, right. the one female. He's like, yeah, European still. Right. You see what I'm saying? Not Frida. Right. Like he could have he could have picked anybody. A rat from Japan. Yeah, okay, never mind. All right. Who lived in New York? He lived in he lived in New York. 
yeah. And it wasn't even like the best parts of New York, too. So you knew there's some people of color around him. But no. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. All right. We're going to have to have Victor on a second time because there's too much we got to go over. And we're running out of time because FSK Con is, is continuing and our yeah. time is up. Um, but before you go, where can everybody check out your work? Uh, definitely find me online at vantageinhouse.com. We've got amazing books from all ages, teen, young adults, mature titles. Uh, we've got a little something for everybody. Um, the thing I'm most proud of is I've written everything that's there. And that kind of catches me up because I'm like, yo, that's like 30 plus actual issues of content. Um, from Vantage In-House that we've written. If you are a creator or you want to be a creator, please check out youcreatecomics.com. That's the letter U-C-R-E, the number eight, comics.com. Where, stop it. Stop it, Danny. Uh, where we have some amazing supplies to help you make your own uh, comic universe from start to finish. We actually teach in schools. Um, and that's something that we're pushing real heavy uh, to utilize comic books as a bridge to classroom fundamentals. Because I think that's very, very important. I was a kid that didn't like to read until I got into comics. And I like to promote that that aspect of the comics medium to anybody and everybody. And of course, uh, at Vantage In-House on all forms of social media. And patreon.com forward slash HWMIC, the hardest working man in comics. Um, so that way you can keep me on my toes about what I'm creating and learn as I learn what it means to be the hardest working man in comics today, every day. Thank you, sir. All right, Danny, where can everybody find your work at? Um, if you're looking for me or for our comics, Ace Blade, Lumberjacks, or King Supreme, um, the best place to go is our website, fourthwallpros.com. If you want to uh, follow me on social media, it's at the Ace Blade on all social media platforms. Kyron, where can people find you? Uh, you can find my work at TaurusComics.com. Uh, I am on social media, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok now, uh, Facebook, at Taurus Comics. Um, even though TikTok is still broke and you don't see anybody's work that you're friends with, so TikTok, you still need to fix that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if this is your first time checking out our podcast, go to our website, fortalespodcast.com. Listen to some of our past episodes and check out everything that we have available. But join us next week where we are going to have Brandon Calloway, writer, uh, Brandon Calloway, I should say, on our app, on our show. But until next time, sayonara, goodbye. Please take care of yourselves and turtles stop being racist. <laughs> Music provided by my brother, Quicks Made It. Find him online in YouTube, Instagram, and SoundCloud. Oh.